Welcome back to the Out of Control podcast. We are your hosts, Amber and Nini. And oh my gosh, we've made it to episode 10. Woo! <laughs> it's a small milestone, but we appreciate everybody for coming along and giving us so much support. Mm-hmm. And to celebrate this achievement, we wanted to recap a little bit about the month that we spent in New York, which is probably the reason why this whole podcast even started. So this whole adventure last month came to be because I quit my job. I quit my so-called nine to five job. And one day we had a girls picnic. I just had this crazy thought of what if I just move to a different place and just live there for a month? Because one of the things that you get without having a job is more time. And you really can't get that big chunk of a time if you are working it's hard to take off time for that long period of duration so in my head i was just thinking man how cool would it be to just move to a different place and just live life there because time you can't buy but now that i had time i was thinking why not and so of course during our picnic i brought it up to my girls i remember you encouraging me to actually go ahead and do it and you reached out to me actually what like a day after i think yeah like a couple of days so like you had mentioned during the picnic oh i just want to move somewhere for like Mm -hmm. a month and i was like hmm i've been thinking the same thing (laughs) especially after just being very strict on following quarantine guidelines for a whole year my plan was never even to stay in vegas for this long in the first place Mm -hmm. so my plan was always to move somewhere else somewhere with a lot more media opportunity so i was already thinking of moving to la actually for a month at least Mm -hmm. and then when you brought up that you were also considering it i was like oh this could not have come at a better (laughs) time and then i think a couple of days later after i had thought about it for a while I texted you and I was like, so how serious are you about this month-long move? I think we were both on the same page too, which Mm -hmm. worked out beautifully. Mm. I mean, after a whole year of slaving myself away at this job, I was just ready to put it in my past and Mm. just embrace the fact that I made the leap to finally leave that place and what better way to enjoy life and to experience it than to do something completely different from what you're used to. And it seemed like you were right on the same page as me. Oh, I was ready to get out of the house. <laughs> I was actually about to go insane. I'm surprised I didn't yet, actually. Do you think New York kept your sanity in check? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> So yeah, that's how it started, from a picnic. It couldn't have come at a better time. Just a small mention of something kind of spiraled into this whole plan. Yeah, because when big things happen, you usually plan ahead, and it usually takes like months for it to really be a thing, Mm -hmm. and then start planning for a couple months, and then actually happen maybe like half a year later. Mm -hmm. But this was like, well, it was just instantaneous. Like we decided we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And a month after we left. I remember you always mentioning to me how you always wanted to live out of Vegas for even just a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, being 
being born and raised in Vegas made me want to always venture out and to see what the world has to offer and what I'm missing out on, really. Mm-hmm. And not just going somewhere for like a two-week vacation, but really settling down for mm-hmm. a month isn't that long, but it's it gives you it gives you a glimpse which is enough for me one of my dreams was to always live in new york in an exposed brick apartment and that's exactly what we did (laughs) in my heart i know that i don't want to live there long term but i wanted to experience what it's like to live in such a bustly iconic huge city that is new york and I think that was like one of the biggest push why I decided to do it with you is I wanted that experience and what better way to do that experience than with one of your close friends. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) And you had a bunch of whys too, besides the fact that you've been quarantining at home in Vegas. There are some parts of a bigger reason why you wanted to go to New York as well. For sure. Before quarantine hit, I was actually supposed to go to LA for a month for acting class and then when the quarantine hit which is right when the classes are supposed to start i was like okay well nope i don't want covid so i'm just gonna stay home what i didn't realize was that quarantine would last for an entire year and i really lost my motivation during that year my days felt so mundane and routine because i would wake up eat watch some netflix play some animal crossing and then i couldn't run outside anymore because my dad was so afraid even i was afraid of just of the the unpredictability that covid was at the beginning mm-hmm. so i ended up running on the treadmill which i hate oh but i had to make do i watched more korean dramas <laughs> and anime than i have in the past five years in the beginning months of covid every day just felt so boring mm-hmm. and i didn't i didn't know what i was doing with my life anymore yeah because it just covid had taken control everything was scary i didn't know when it was gonna end we still don't really know when it's going to end and it came at a really inconvenient time because i had just come back from seattle after graduating I thought that it was time for me to take control over my life. I wasn't tied down to one city anymore. In my head, I was thinking, okay, I've got my two degrees that I can always fall back on if what I really want to do doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I thought 2020 was going to be my year, man. <laughs> I'm sure everybody did. Oh, yeah. And well, 2020 really showed us. <laughs> but the purpose of moving to another city not just to get out of my own head of like how much of a failure i was starting to feel like it was really just to physically be in a city that had more opportunities in media because there really isn't much here with what i wanted to do at least so my two options i guess were really la or new york and they always have been but since we go to socal so often picking up and moving there for a month wouldn't really feel that different mm-hmm. but going literally across the country to the east coast where there's a three-hour difference that felt like a life-changing decision mm-hmm. like uh i'm out here on my own and i have myself to rely on mm-hmm. but i also had you to rely on so that yeah. was comforting well it definitely started off in such a like alignment between you and i mm-hmm. and 
Another side of it was that we both wanted to like rediscover and reignite kind of our creative sides、mm-hmm. while we were in the city. It's such a beautiful, multicultural, faceted place that we both felt like it's going to show us so much more than we thought. Ever could. I mean, we held on to that feeling, and I think we committed together wholeheartedly. Like, this is what we're gonna do, and we're gonna do it. So then we got to planning. I think we were on FaceTime calls for hours, for like three days at least. Yeah, four days. Just to knock everything out. Plus, we kind of were on a time crunch too. We needed to make sure that. We could book an Airbnb in time on a fair price.、Mm-hmm. Make sure that the plane ticket sales don't go too high. If it did, I mean, even make sure that we could book a plane ticket for the time that we needed. Of course, the first thing that we talked with each other was the safety protocols that we would take measure for. I know we looked up the New York guidelines for their COVID policies.、Mm-hmm. It stated that visitors would have to take a COVID test prior to traveling to,、mm-hmm. and get a COVID test done during the、mm-hmm. stay as well. So we made sure we got ourselves tested like three to two days before we actually left. But it's not usually part of the planning phase, but it was. So we did a lot of planning. We booked the Airbnb. We were asking our friends who lived in New York. Which areas were good to live in? The、uh, safest. Safest, and we ended up picking a place in Brooklyn.、Mm-hmm. Bed Stewie. Bed Stewie. It was a beautiful little Airbnb. It was so quaint. Perfect size for us too. It reminded me of a studio plus a little room, which was our second bedroom. But I don't think we could have done all of this planning without our giant ass spreadsheet. <laughs> We literally had a whole Google spreadsheet of, you know, when our flight was. We had a calendar for every single day and our plans for the day. Our、um, expenses. Our expenses. We broke out our grocery shopping.、Mm-hmm. We broke out each tab by food and restaurants、mm-hmm. that we wanted to go to. The experiences we wanted to see、mm-hmm. and do. And they were all filtered by price. Location, types of food, types of place, hours they were open, descriptions of what they were. It was very detailed, and I'm very proud of how we made it to be. It's like our little baby, precious. Oh, we even made a Google Maps of where everything was, so we could see physically how far things were from each other. And so, if we ended up at a certain location, we could just do things around that area to save time. I think that was the biggest saving grace. Shout out to Hillary and Ashley. They were the ones that mentioned having an actual like maps where you put all of your experiences and food places on there together. Because part of planning our day was hitting up all the places that we had planned in the same area. And so this was super. Super helpful and highly recommended for anybody who travels to a new place and likes to plan. Spreadsheet was literally our saving grace. We referred back to it for every single thing. Whenever we made purchases, had experiences, and had shared expenses such、mm-hmm. as the Airbnbs, the flights,、mm-hmm. and our groceries, we always broke it down、mm-hmm. in our expense tab so that we knew exactly how much each of us had to pay of the expense, and that way we were able to track our budget as well. Oh yeah, that was a big thing for us. We wanted to make sure that we were being cognizant of how much we had left as time went on. The experiences and food and restaurant tabs were mainly so that we wouldn't run out of things to do, places to see, or restaurants to try. It wasn't really like, oh, we have to go to these places. 
something to refer back to just in case i don't know maybe one day we really didn't know what to eat so we would just look at it and be like oh this sounds good so let's go there and it just it saves a lot of time um, that's the biggest thing the last thing that i wanted us to do is to get there and not know what we wanted to do on what seemed like limited time because a month sounds long but it really wasn't it flew by it it went by so fast mm -hmm. and i knew it was going to feel that way because yeah. we're in a brand new city so biggest reason why we planned so meticulously was to avoid wasting time mm -hmm. <laughs> because we had a reason we were going we weren't just going for shits and giggles we had a purpose and we weren't gonna just throw that purpose away so spreadsheet really helped us we used that for almost everything we used it every night while we were there we planned out our schedule on sometimes a weekly basis or sometimes just a couple days in advance depending on the weather when things would be open and not new york had the weirdest business hours they, they had <laughs> this one place that was only open Saturday and Sundays. And closed on every weekday. How does that make sense? How do they do business? How do they run? How do right? they function? A lot of places were closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, and that was a big thing that we had to maneuver and plan from. I think we also had to consider that because of COVID, a lot of places had different hours too. Mm -hmm. So we had to look up if the place was even temporarily closed or permanently closed because of COVID, which is so strange to consider. And a lot of places like rooftop bars and other places that are more popular to go to at night, they would close around 11. Yeah, so definitely a lot of places were had a lot of COVID restrictions, obviously. And a lot of the famous landmarks weren't open, such as Broadway. Broadway, the New York Philharmonic. A lot of classic, iconic New York touristy things weren't open to the public for the safety of everybody. But that was part of us planning our move to New York mm -hmm. and we definitely learned a lot from it. I can say that we have somewhat of an idea of how to plan accordingly based I'm on our- I'm pretty sure we're experts <laughs> right now. I was really happy when we were booking our flights to see how cheap they were. It was probably the cheapest that I've seen flights to New York. Usually they average about like 350, 400, actually more no, than that. No, like 600. 600. But I think we got our tickets for around the f 150 each, including luggage. So that was amazing right there. Whenever we save money, live better. Walmart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Walmart. So booking our flights was good to go. Easy peasy. While we were planning, there was a bunch of different outlets that we looked at to plan our stay I know we used, obviously, Google, read a bunch of articles. Eater was a really big one when we were looking for restaurants to try. Yeah. I have this bookmarked category of New York things in my Instagram that really came in handy this time. We also used the Airbnb suggestions for the activities that they had once we booked the Airbnb. And of course, we also had suggestions from friends mm -hmm. and a lot of viral TikToks. Oh yeah, my friend sent me this YouTube video of this guy named Money Sign Eric. <laughs> and I had no idea who he was, but apparently he's a TikToker. And he just goes around New York trying to find the best so-and-so food. So like best boba in New York, best tacos in New York. 
New York. And his videos actually kind of came in handy. We found one of our favorite taco places because of that video. So when it comes to planning, we definitely recommend like looking at different outlets mm-hmm. and not just sticking to one form of research. Mm-hmm. A lot of articles may not hit up or write about hole-in-the-wall places. Oh, yeah. The places that only people who live in New York would know about. So yeah, that was our planning phase. We planned everything together. We jam-packed it all in our handy-dandy spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And we were on our way to New York at the beginning of March. Yeah, March 4th. We picked up a suitcase. <laughs> a suitcase. And then we flew across the country for a month. I don't think it hit us until like a couple days in. It was very surreal. We were so far from home and that we were in a completely new city, basically just figuring out how to live in it. One of the hardest things was actually packing for a month, especially in winter because all of our winter clothes are so heavy. Oh, yeah. So trying to meet the 50 pound limit was very difficult. And a month is kind of an awkward time because... If you're going for two to three months, then you can justify having like two suitcases to check in. I think we also really wanted to travel as light as possible since we were only going for a month. So we were trying to jam pack everything into one (laughs) check-in bag for each of us. Oh my gosh, my bag went overweight actually. 15 pounds? By 15 pounds. We were like scrambling at the check-in place trying to fit (laughs) things into your other luggage, playing Tetris with all of your stuff. Luckily, we had a carry-on luggage and I just stuffed all the crap into that one and carried a bunch of jackets and coats which ended up taking up the most weight honestly the coats and sweaters all the heavy winter clothes so that was fun (laughs) but once we got settled into our airbnb figuring out how to situate into our room we shared a duplex with the airbnb hosts so it was a very unique housing situation and i don't think i've ever had an airbnb where we didn't have the whole place to ourselves yeah we had to be a lot more mindful of the noise that we were making and what times we were coming back we had quiet hours Mm -hmm, which is weird but when we got there we had to well we were planning on living there for a month and food can be expensive when you eat out all the time. So we wanted to cook sometimes at home if we could, which we actually made a lot of dinners at home. I think we made it a goal to at least eat one meal a day if we could, and if not more. Yeah, sometimes we would have um, breakfast and dinner. Yep. But lunch was just hard because we were out usually. So we would always usually do lunch Mm -hmm. out. Yeah, this specific Airbnb didn't have a kitchen. (laughs) They didn't have a stove or an oven, even though the pictures look like they did. And I think it's because they had to renovate because it wasn't working or something. So they ended up replacing it. But because of that, we also had to look into how are we going to cook? They provided us a microwave and a little mini toaster and an air fryer that we never never used. used. But most importantly, we wanted to get some sort of like stove. Mm -hmm. So once we got there, we did a whole bunch of ordering. We knew we weren't going to have a lot of the appliances that we needed. So we knew that we had to order a lot of things once we got to the Airbnb. We ordered um, basically a whole kitchen, a whole kitchen, just to make sure that we were able to cook. That was out of control. (laughs) That was out of control, but we made it work. I mean, we didn't really need much. The things that we were making were simple. We were just making do with what we had. That was interesting too. Most Mm -hmm. Airbnbs have a kitchen, so we don't have to worry about ordering things. Yeah. 
but the place that we stayed at was such a good deal for what it was where it was so we couldn't pass up on it mm-hmm. and i'm glad we didn't because we made so many memories there we wanted to find somewhere where we looked forward to going home to because it was going to be our home for a month mm-hmm. so we wanted it to be a place that felt like home yeah it was so cozy it felt good going home and i feel like for both of us we kind of fell in love with the place once we saw it yeah that feeling is hard to beat when looking for a place to live oh yeah so on top of figuring out our kitchen situation on our first day because we weren't able to bring our lysol can with us on the flight because it was not allowed we were on a hunt to find all the sanitation materials that we needed we were able to bring wipes at least so we wiped down the tables we wiped down all the common high touch areas such as the doorknobs the bathroom mm-hmm. we had those lysol to go yeah cans, the small ones the travel size lysol so we were spraying down as much as we could but we we ran out very quickly Oh yeah, that to-go can only lasted us to spray down our suitcases and our clothes that we wore on our flight. But the very next day, we definitely had to look for more. We basically planned an entire day to get settled in. Mm -hmm. So we went to the grocery stores. We asked around to see what grocery stores were around the area. Mm -hmm. uh, Because we're only familiar with like Walmart, Target, (laughs) Safeway. You know, the really big ones where you have a lot of land. So you can have those. But there isn't a lot of land in New York. There is no Walmart in New York. And the targets that we found are like on the third floor of a mall complex. Mm-hmm. Whole day to literally get sanitation things, Lysol, wipes, and the groceries for the whole week. Plus more. And it really did take the whole day. We left the house at like, I don't know, 10, 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And we didn't come home until probably... Dinner time? Six. Because account for transit time and we were price matching Mm -hmm. all of the things that we saw because your girls need to save some money (laughs) so we were looking at the wipes at the local like food town next to our airbnb versus the walgreens and target compared to vegas the disinfectant wipes and disinfectant sprays are more expensive so i was determined to find something on the cheaper scale which we eventually did um it was worth it though because it lasted us pretty much for the whole month Mm -hmm. after we bought it once yeah and grocery shopping was a different experience in new york too We went to Target to get some things and then we realized, you know, we had to carry the stuff with us to our next destination on a public transport. We couldn't just walk out and put our stuff in the car and go vroom vroom. So after Target, we went to Trader Joe's by bus and luckily we didn't have to walk too far so the groceries didn't get too heavy. But Man, how do you grocery shop in New York in such a walkable city? It was definitely different knowing that we wouldn't have our own mode of transportation to load up our groceries into. Um, it meant that everything was on foot, which mm-hmm. was very different. And the places are relatively far from each other because at least when I was in Seattle, which is also you know a walkable city, every time I would grocery shop for my own apartment, I would just walk 10 minutes maybe not Mm -hmm. even to the Safeway and then walk back. 
Yeah, but here the transit alone took about 10-15 minutes. Then mm-hmm. you had to walk mm-hmm. from the subway station or the bus stop to the area where the Target or Trader Joe's was mm-hmm. while lugging your groceries from the prior store. Yeah, so you really have to calculate how much groceries you can get for that trip so that you can carry everything. Luckily, it was two of us and we, ha- we brought multiple bags so we were able to put everything into it. And something that we had to account for too is water how can we get water in a city where you don't have a car so thanks to the advances in shopping apps we were able to get water from costco delivered to us Uh, we got like five cases of water bottles we thought we were gonna need more but we did not need more Mm, mm -mm. we were really chugging down that water at the end yeah but on that note we really had to get used to public transportation I was kind of used to it from Seattle, but then I got used to driving back home. (laughs) And public transportation in New York is a whole nother story. It was really the first time I had to rely on public transportation. All my life, I've known a car and driving from point A to point B. Which is nice because then you kind of have control over your transportation time. Yeah, you can decide when to leave your home. Mm-hmm. And you not. know exactly how long it'll take for you to get there. But with public transportation, you're really at the mercy of the train, of the bus, whenever it feels like coming. Man, planning out our route every day was interesting. Of course, we would have multiple stops throughout the day, lunch, dinner, um, places to see. We would put multiple stops in our Google Maps to see what is the most efficient way to get around in order to hit the perfect timing for sunset. So we really had to get used to how to use the subway system and the transportation system in New York. And we ended up getting a unlimited month-long Metro card. Which is perfect for us. Yeah. We were able to get on the bus or the subway however many times we wanted for a period of 30 days, which we weren't even there for 30 days. It was like 20, 25 days, I think. Yeah. So for me, at least growing up without trains or using public transportation or even like living in a walking city, this was one of the things that I was really excited about. And I always get excited whenever I visit Seattle having to take the bus or when we visited san francisco and we had to take bart things like that it's really exciting to me it's just different and you it's get fun it. it's fun mm-hmm. yeah but man there are so many subway stops and so many signs and having to decipher the google maps or like what the map was telling us to do was quite challenging at first we you got confused see us in the subway station just- looking around spinning around in circles trying to figure out where we were supposed to go because what we noticed was sometimes the subway station signage would be outdated versus what we see on our maps So we really had to figure out which direction we were going in, whether it be Manhattan bound, Brooklyn bound. There's many of times when we went the opposite way and we realized once we got on it, had to hop back off. We did that with the buses too. So it was a lot of learning how to get back home. The coolest thing was once we started to get used to our routes, we recognized landmarks that was close to home Mm -hmm. or in the city. So we knew where we were without having to look at our map. Yeah, and we kind of went to some of the same places over and over again. So we would even be in the same subway station sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially leaving our apartment. We had our trusty old Manhattan bound J train. (laughs) By like the third or fourth day, we didn't even need the Google Maps to get to the station anymore. And we recognized it. 
mm-hmm. and then we would recognize the street name when we get back so we knew that we always had to get off at the street mm-hmm. at some point I feel like we even started realizing once we got to the subway station and we knew that we had to take this certain train back, we almost didn't need Google Maps anymore. No, towards the end of our stay, even if we were in the middle of Manhattan and we got to a point where we hit the J, Mm -hmm. we knew we just need to take it all the way through Mm -hmm. until we get to our stop. Yeah, we knew which direction it was supposed to be going to. We knew what we should be seeing when we were crossing the bridge, Mm -hmm. um, things like that. Which was really cool to be accustomed to and learn. Yeah, it was just like, wow, we, we've really lived here for that long. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling we're never really going to forget at least the J train. We cannot. We took that train, I kid you not, every day. Mm-hmm. Because that was the main train station that was next to our Airbnb. Unless we took the bus. But most times, we had to cross into Manhattan from Brooklyn. So we had to take the J train. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, the weather. Was it bipolar or was it bipolar? <laughs> it was bipolar. <laughs> we knew that it was going to be cold, but I don't think we, at least I didn't realize how cold it was going to be. Ooh, our, our first day in the city after our settling in day, we were just miserable because of how cold it was. I was in pain. <laughs> my poor circulation and I, we were in pain. We hit up Times Square and we were literally looking for a shop to find like a thicker jacket because it was so cold and we couldn't function. We got tacos Mm -hmm. and of course they don't have indoor dining there. So we had to bring our tacos to their outdoor tables. Oh man, were the tacos amazing? But I couldn't feel my fingers as I was stuffing my face (laughs) with these tacos. At least you were getting warm on the inside by the tacos. Yeah. I mean, the weather was just unpredictable every single day. But it always worked in our favor somehow. Yeah. Even though it was so cold that day, it's not like we had too much planned. It was just a, oh, let's go like sightsee a little bit. You know, we didn't have anything planned that day. Mm -hmm. We just wanted to see where the day would take us. And then we would go home and kind of just get used to the city. But then one of the very next days, we planned to go to the Brooklyn Bridge. And for some reason, that day, day at least while we were on the bridge it was sunny and nice super beautiful beautiful weather and we were like oh what the heck it was literally 30 degrees yesterday why is it so nice today you would get two to three days of cloudiness coldness sometimes rain Mm -hmm. but then it would get sunny Mm -hmm. after that period and you would get like maybe two days of good weather before it started to go back to cold windy or somewhere in between we pretty much experienced every single weather in New York for the month that we were there except for snow. And even then there was like leftover snow. Yeah. So we saw that too. There was one really beautiful day. It was like one of our first sunny, amazingly golden day when we went to Central Park. And man, we were just like in such a good mood to see the sun because of how cold it was. And Mm -hmm. we didn't even have to wear our jackets that day. Mm Mm-mm. And on the other days, you would have to wear like your winter full body Mm. down jacket. But on this day in particular, we were getting warm in our sweater. Dude, we were sweating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So weather, so unpredictable. Usually you would have to just carry around the jacket with you just in case it got cold. Mm -hmm. Because if you got hot, you can just take it off. But if Um, you were cold without a jacket, then simply just die. (laughs) Simply just freeze to death. Freeze to death. 
Also, a part of our daily routines, even though it was so cold in the mornings, especially we would go run every other day. I was very proud of us to commit to that.、Mm-hmm. That was something that I really, really loved experiencing. I mean, I hate running. You brought it up to me, actually.、Mm-hmm. You mentioned to me how you wanted to run, and you were like, "Would you run with me in New York?" And I was like, "Oh, this is music to my ears." <laughs> I thought I would have to stop running for a month. Yeah. So yeah, I was so happy that you actually brought that up. I wasn't happy to tell myself I'm gonna run, but I knew I had <laughs> to, and I definitely wasn't gonna do it alone. So Nini, you're coming with me. Yeah, honestly, if. Because I did want to run, and I usually run around my neighborhood right before the sun sets. But I knew I wouldn't be able to do that in New York、mm-hmm. just because of safety reasons.、Mm-hmm. So we would have to run in the mornings. And honestly, if you were not there, I would not have gotten myself up to go run. So tie in the time difference plus. The fact that we wanted to run early in the morning before all of our plans. Oh man, our bodies had to adjust quite a bit、mm, and quickly. And quickly. So we were waking up around six a.m. usually Eastern time, which is three a.m. Pacific time.、Mm-hmm. So we were waking up pretty early every other day in order for us to run because where we were running was about an hour transit. Away,、mm-hmm. and luckily the place that we picked to run every day was worth it. It was worth the transit. It was beautiful, called Prospect Park. Yeah, I mean it's just where people run too. So there's a nice big circle that you can just run along. Yep, it was such a change of pace because when you're running in colder weather, I feel like it's more enjoyable than when you're running in the heat because eventually, as you're running, your body heats up. So it was really nice to start off, even though it was. Freezing sometimes when we got to the park to run. After about ten minutes, we started to warm up, and it was actually a, a comfortable temperature、mm. as we were running. And we ran for at least an hour every day. Oh yeah, I would wear a a sweatshirt, and then on top of that, because it was so cold, I would borrow your windbreaker. Yeah. Because just because I get so cold so easily, but even for me, after running for about five to ten minutes, I would be taking off the windbreaker and tying it around my waist because that's how hot it would、mm-hmm. get. It was really nice.、Mm-hmm. So was... many people.、Oh. Yeah, a, that is a lot of people. Maybe too many people. Luckily, it was outdoors though,、yeah. and the park was huge. The park one circle is probably around three miles.、Mm-hmm. So it was nice to be able to kind of run like. One and a half laps around it, and then start heading back. And the scenery was just so nice. There was there is this giant lake in the center of it, and and if you know the park, it's where Smorgasburg is every summer, where all the food vendors go. So it's a really popular park, and there's so many doggos. The plus side of all the people being out there. Almost always, they had a furry friend with them.、Mm-hmm. Oh man, and I enjoyed. Seeing all of them so much, you would I stop. I would <laughs> physically stop to admire these dogs.、Mm-hmm. It felt like everybody in New York had a dog. There was this one dog I saw on my run. It was the smallest dog trying to pick up the biggest stick, <laughs> and it would carry it in its mouth for like two inches, and then drop it, and then pick it up again and carry it, and then drop it again. It was the <laughs> cutest thing. <laughs> But. Man, we really took an hour transit just to go to a park to run for an hour. Like that dedication in the cold. I think one day we were running in like thirty degree weather. 
Yeah, we did. Yeah. And not only that, after we finished our run, we took an hour transit back home. Mm-hmm. Then both of us had to get ready. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we got ready, we had to go out and venture, you know, start our day. Mm-hmm. And usually it took about like at least 30 minutes to get into Manhattan from oh, yeah. where we were. Yeah. And then from there, we had to go on foot. And on the days that we ran, we averaged at least 20,000 steps, which was amazing. That's a <laughs> lot of steps. <laughs> Felt good. <laughs> but like, what are some of the things that we saw and experience that mm. you really, really remember and enjoyed? Well, we just touched up on this um, in our most recent episode about Machafol. And how that was a completely unplanned experience. But that's one of the things that I remember the most. Mm-hmm. Food-wise, wow, we ate a lot of food. We ate a lot of good food. I am so glad you are as big of a foodie as I am. <laughs> because let me tell you, did we eat? We ate. <laughs> and, oh gosh, I think... One of my favorite, it's so hard to even pick a favorite, but we went to this Korean barbecue-ish place that mm. specialized in intestines, yeah. and that was so good. And then we ordered the soju bottle, and it came with light-up lights that would <laughs> flash, <laughs> and it was, it was just really cute. We went to a bunch of Mediterranean places because we both love hummus. Oh my gosh. Hummus and pita bread is life. And those two places too were unplanned they were not on our itinerary mm-hmm. we ended up just stumbling across the street mm-hmm. of literally a restaurant on every single block every mm-hmm. single corner you would see a restaurant and so many people come to brunch mm-hmm. brunching is a real activity mm-hmm. for new yorkers and that's one of the things that i really loved about new york is that you would get iconic streets where you have just delicious food delicious cafes and just so much to experience in that street alone and our two favorite mediterranean places were actually on the same street mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason why we found that street was why did we find it we were trying to go somewhere else we were trying to find a brunch place and we we really wanted to do like rooftop mimosa brunches on as many weekends as we could but i think we only ended up doing that the first weekend we were there yeah and everywhere was booked so we found this or you found this mediterranean place that we just looked up to see if it would be good mm-hmm. and then when we called they said that they didn't take reservations mm. so we just had to go see what the situation was like when we got there and when we got to the place that we originally planned to go to it was like a two hour long wait and we were starving so we were like nope so we had to you know just go with the flow go with the flow and so we just walked down the street trying to see if anything else looked good and there happened to be this other mediterranean place probably three restaurants down and we were just thinking you know what why not we kind of need to make it to some place anyway. Mm-hmm. We were going to MoMA that day, I think. Mm-hmm. So we needed to make it there before they closed. And we made sure we had enough time to actually go through the galleries and everything. But we just asked if they had a table and they sat us down immediately. And that's probably one of the best Mediterranean foods I've ever had. Oh my gosh. And I don't think that place would have ever really been on our list. No, we never found it. 
our most favorite dining experience was at this omakase place that Nini found. And I don't even know how you found it, but it's a miracle because... This, I don't even remember how I found it. <laughs> it was a whole experience. They had the um, traditional setup where you sit on bamboo mats and you had an experience of 12 assortment of fishes that you get to eat alongside... They had a miso soup rice and oh and it came with i want to say 12 different kinds of seasonings yeah that you could pair with either the fish Mm -hmm. or if you had leftovers and you could just dump it all into the rice and mix it together at the end to eat which was phenomenal but one of the beauties of new york is that there are so many limitless amount of dining experiences that can transport you into different different places of the world Mm -hmm. and here we felt like we were getting our japan experience from this this omakase Mm -hmm. and highly recommend highly recommend this place and we took our friends there too and they just completely loved it too Mm -hmm. i think it was all of our favorite (laughs) places place to eat like if we go to new york this is we're definitely going to be hitting up this first place. place we hit up it's the best sushi i've ever had in my life mm-hmm. it was that good and on one of our last days there actually our last day there is when i planned to get a tattoo because it just happened to be the day that the tattoo artist was free mm-hmm. and we planned to go to this toast restaurant right before and the place had been on the list but because i had seen that they didn't do indoor dining or something it just looked very hard to grab that thing to go specifically but it's this japanese toast place called Devel. and even the morning of we were running a little bit late the only reason why we picked that place that day was because it happened to be right next to the tattoo place so it was just a huge coincidence but even though like we were running late, so we were thinking, oh, maybe we just shouldn't go. And I didn't want to be late for my tattoo appointment. So, of course, that took priority over getting food. Mm-hmm. But when we got onto the train and we made our transit there, we realized we had about 40 minutes of extra time. And, oh my gosh, this is probably one of our favorite places, too, because we love black sesame Mm. and because it is a japanese place they had a specialized limited edition winter menu that had a lot of black sesame black sesame galore Mm -hmm. they had um their specialty toast was like black sesame and cream cheese toast oh my gosh and then they had some is it called mentaiko yeah mayo toast. toast and the way that they make it it's like a work of art yeah and i didn't even want to eat it you know when you don't want to cut into a piece of food that just doesn't look like food because it looks like art it's just so pretty it's just so pretty that was that mm-hmm. oh man and they had this white chocolate black sesame mocha something it was just some latte thing and you got this black sesame soybean milk drink yeah yeah soy milk drink and oh my gosh We wanted to go back the next day before our flight, but we didn't have time. Yeah. But I mean, even on our last day, literally the day that we were heading to the airport. We were out of control that day. Oh my God. 
That day was hectic because we were trying to clean up everything, check out of the Airbnb, but we also wanted to hit up a recommendation from our friend of the best barbecue pork bun in New York. And little did we know that it was actually so good, but we didn't know that. And we ended up going on our last day, probably two hours before our flight departed. We stopped by in Chinatown and we got a whole box to bring back home and we ate one of the pork buns in the airport <laughs> while we were editing for an episode that we had to upload that day too and man that was like probably the best pork bun i've ever tried in my life in in the middle of a new york airport oh man and it, it better have been worth it for all the stress and trouble that we went through to get it yeah other than that we had really good korean food there's a place called take 31 that has peach makgeolli mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which is one. a rice wine mm-hmm. and the dishes at that place was just amazing too yeah we just tried to experience so much food mm-hmm. in new york be- i think food is just a big part of our lives Mm-hmm. We we needed to incorporate it into our travels. It does. Yeah, if you ever need any food recommendations, hit us up. We'll send you the spreadsheet. We have a whole ass spreadsheet, y'all. Mm-hmm. So it's very detailed. <laughs> yep. And of course, we saw so many things. We saw the city in such a different perspective than what we did when we first visited New York. Mm-hmm. We had relatively a lot more time to see not only the touristy places, but just stumble across places that we never expected. Mm-hmm. Even though the vessel was closed, we were able to see the outside of it. And we ended up learning that the edge was right next door, mm-hmm. which was on our list too. Mm-hmm. We walked across the Brooklyn Bridge which i thought was impossible to do because i've never walked across a whole whole bridge Mm -hmm. before but uh we did that and we just saw the city in a different light how people lived and how they traveled from day to day there were people on the subway that i knew they just got off of work but Mm. they they were traveling with their grocery bags back home to cook dinner there was families that traveled together on the subways, like little kids following their mothers and parents lugging the the baby carriage around. Mm. Seeing different people on your commute to work is very different because when you're in your cars, you just see the street. (laughs) On our transits, you get to really see everything. You know, the subway, when you're above ground, you get to see when we're crossing the Brooklyn Bridge. We got to see us approaching Manhattan every time. I'm glad that we booked our Airbnb in Brooklyn as opposed to Manhattan so that we were able to see what non-city life looks like. Because the part of Brooklyn that we stayed in was not as developed as the heart of Manhattan. So we really got to see and taste every bit of the city in New York. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite sightseeing place that we went to? I really enjoyed going to this pier with these pier side swings. Which this place wasn't on our list. No, we found out from an Instagram post. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I mean, you followed this um, Instagram page where they post the all... The thing is, it wasn't even a page I followed. Oh, it was it just showed up on my Explorer page and I didn't even know it was New York. I wow. just clicked on it because it looked pretty. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, what is this place? I want to go. And then I saw that it was in New York and I was like, oh, Amber, we're going. <laughs> and it was just so breathtaking. I just remember approaching the pier and you get the view of the Brooklyn Bridge 
and the sea, and you're on this swing. And when we got there, it was sunset time. So we got to see like the sun setting into, into the ocean. Oh, you can bet we planned that out. <laughs> oh, man. If you don't plan for these things for sunset, are you planning accordingly? <laughs> and that day was so cold for some reason. Yeah. We were freezing. This was one of our last days there, too. So we had to really inject this place into our plans. But when we got there, oh, my gosh, I, I was not cold anymore. It was... The perfect setting, mm-hmm. weather-wise. It just took my breath away. To see how small I was in such a big, big city, it made me feel like as though there's just so much in the world and in, in just the city alone that I really just am like so <laughs> tiny. I just never seen something like that before growing up in a desert. You see where the sunset meets the ocean. The skyline was so breathtaking. The iconic New York skyline, um, all the lights, Mm -hmm. the bridge, while you're on this swing. And it was like a bench swing, too. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like a playground swing. And it was just amazing. And I, I still think about that to this day. We tried to take pictures of what we saw, but... Pictures do not this place justice not at all I, like i wish i could just <laughs> let somebody give somebody my memories and my eyeballs and be like this is what this place looked like here experience it mm-hmm. how about you what was your favorite sightseeing or experience i think also the pier yeah yeah man but my second favorite would It would probably be the edge which i didn't expect mm. i love observatories but it's not it's not like the first thing that I usually want to see, but just because we planned the timing of it kind of well and we bought tickets at the perfect time <laughs> mm-hmm. because when we were looking up tickets, you had saw that a later time, a time closer to sunset was more expensive. Oh yeah. They charge you more for that. Mhm. Which is smart on their part. Right. But they were sold out mm. on the sunset time. So we were like, oh, dang it. We'll we'll just, you know, get the normal time. It's fine. We'll still see the skyline and everything. It'll look so nice. By the time that we got there, how long the line was outside to go take the pictures at the iconic spots, we saw the sunset and we paid the cheaper price for it. Pro tip here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get the last hour before the the price gets more expensive. And you can still see the sunset because they, they won't kick you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, so we got to see the normal daylight, the sunset. We watched the sky turn in, from a beautiful light blue to a pink to a lavender all the way until the sun completely set. Oh my gosh. Ugh, so beautiful. That we got to see above the city. Mm-hmm. Like we were, we were almost getting like a bird's eye view. Yeah. And we stood in line for two hours waiting for that spot. And it was windy as fuck. It was so cold. I don't even know how we how we stood there for two hours. Like you took this picture of me in my denim jacket. I was just huddling in it. I looked miserable. <laughs> but anything even, for the photo. Anything for the photo. And even then it was worth it. Yeah. Even with the wind, it's still one of my favorite sightseeing places. Agreed. Yeah. I really enjoyed that too. What an adventure. Adventure. 
So all in all, I think we both gained so much experience while we were away from Vegas and in New York for a month. I think biggest thing that we both got to start together was the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we always talked about it. We mentioned how you and I want to start a podcast together. Mm-hmm. This was back in like April, May 2020. Yeah. So almost a year before we actually started it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And since we were, you know, stuck together for mm-hmm. a whole month, we thought, what better time mm-hmm. to start than now? Yeah. I am really thankful that we started it that way and we actually got momentum on that. Mm. And that was a really big thing that we both came out of New York with is like getting ourselves out there and doing something that we, we've wanted to do, but seemed like something we wouldn't do until much later. Mm-hmm. But we were determined and we just started. Like, that's the thing. We just went for it and we did it yeah. and i think that has a lot to do with living away from the comfort of home mm-hmm. and because we lived with each other we had all this time that we were just seeing and physically with each other so getting it started was a lot easier in new york we had accountability mm-hmm. of each other mm-hmm. we had a lot of tech issues in the beginning that made our head hurt and we honestly i'm pretty sure if the tech issues continued we would have just not done it yeah Thankfully, we ended up troubleshooting it after many, 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 many tries. Yeah, and we will probably go into detail in an episode of how we really got this podcast started. Do you think your experience in New York gave you what you were looking for? Yes. Mm. I knew that I was too comfortable living at home because my parents didn't want me to find a job in the middle of a pandemic but that was eating into my experience time and just my time in the world so being i hated being comfortable at home and going to new york kind of gave me a reason to push myself Mm. and to take control over my life Mm -hmm. and to finally start doing the things that I wanted to do. And starting the podcast was a part of that because it's a creative outlet, I think, for both of us. Mm -hmm. And physically being in a place where there's so many creative people around you, it motivates you. And that's why I think I really fell in love with New York. Before we went there, I was thinking I'm probably never going to live here. Like, it would probably just be a place that I would visit because of work or a vacation or something but after living there for a month i really really fell in love and i would honestly move there Hmm. i think i was always intimidated by how busy the city was Mm -hmm. and how bustling everybody was like everybody walks so fast there (laughs) and i was scared of new yorkers to be honest but after living there for a month you find out that new yorkers are really nice they stop to talk to you they help you if they see you lost they'll ask do you need help Mm -hmm. which i was not expecting at all and i didn't expect to fall in love with the fast pace of the city and i didn't realize how much i kind of don't like how slow vegas is Mm -hmm. and to an extent even how slow seattle is so New York is definitely definitely a city that makes you fall in love with it. I think it gave me a purpose and it, it made me remember all my goals and what I wanted to do with my life. And it 
revitalized my life purpose, my life journey. Mm. I really needed that month in New York. Yeah. And I know you told me you would never move to New York, but then on the last day, you said that you would also consider it, which I was shocked. To say that I didn't fall in love with New York would be a lie because it was just so different from what I was used to. And what New York taught me was that life is all about experiencing people, experiencing moments with those that you care and love. For the better part of 2020, my life was consumed by my work and my Mm. career. And it was hyper-focused on that and that only. And I got a fresh breath of as a reminder of what life is all about. Hmm. You know, it's it's not about working so hard for somebody who doesn't really even see your worth. It's all about making good memories and doing what makes you and your heart happy. And being in New York, I was happy to know that if I wanted to change something in my life and take a different change of course or direction, I can. And it doesn't have to be a dream or an idea. It can become a reality. And that was a big empowerment to me that I that I keep with me and hope to keep pushing me forward to where I eventually want to be. And so to New York, I say thank you because mm. it has brought me a reminder of what's important in life and to not let so much of it escape. I'm glad we both got the momentum purpose that we both really needed yeah and i think this is just a lesson to anyone that's listening that don't let your dreams be dreams you have the power to take control over what you want to do with your life and make your dreams a reality go after it go after them i promise you it'll be worth it Mm mm-hmm Thank you, everyone, for joining in and following along on our podcast journey to episode 10. And we hope that sharing our experience in New York has inspired you to take a leap of faith into something that makes you happy in your life, whatever that may be. And just thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening. And we hope to bring much more helpful, inspiring content to you in the future. So please follow along. Remember, we drop our episodes every Mondays and Thursdays. Follow us on Instagram and Spotify at Out of Control Pod. And leave us a message, leave us a comment, or give us any feedback on your thoughts of the podcast so far. Or instances where you feel like your life feels out of control or situations feel out of your control. And we'd love to incorporate it as a topic in our next episodes. And we hope to see you next time.